everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sparty Update podcast. As usual, I'm Ivan Gutierrez with my co-hosts Edgar Torres and Sergio Valencia. What up? What up? Welcome back. We are getting into the draft fallout this year. You know, there was a lot um, going on with other teams, with a lot of schools. Uh, definitely a impact on uh, San Jose State. Definitely now. Not on West. Yeah, so we'll get into it all. What did you guys think about the draft? I was happy. This is the first year I don't boo at her pick. In the first year in like eight years that I don't boo at her pick. I was, I was kind of surprised the Niners didn't draft another D lineman. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly thought, you know, um, Kyle Shanahan was going to go full full history on everyone and then, you know, get the, uh, the boring quarterback. DUI State. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> DUI Jones. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting and better than uh, what the Raiders did, if we're being completely honest. But, it, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like dude, it, ba- dude, it balances I, out. I, I feel bad for you guys. I mean, they completely balanced out. They get they, they reach on a first-round pick, and then they, like, get a first-rounder falling to them in the second round. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Whatever. I, I just didn't understand why they drafted, like, what, three safeties when they already had – Safety, yeah, I yeah, Carl Joseph, yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Abrams. It's hey, like, I mean, they suck, so they just gotta find one dude that's decent. Trevor Moore makes sense though; he can play center fielder. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna take that Earl Thomas role. I mean, I hope. But since we are talking about the draft, you know, we spent time around players who uh, went from San Jose State to the draft. We grew up San Jose State fans, yes, sir, and uh, we saw guys, you know, growing up as kids, and uh, you know, we were fans of them at San Jose State and then they went on the NFL and you know they may have had you know there were certain careers or whatever but let's talk about our favorite drafted San Jose State players I mean it can be anyone from the past it can be anyone from the recent um Serge we'll start with you who's your favorite uh Spartan in in the NFL so let me start with like just I guess a bonus one because he wasn't going to be my original choice but but um I'm going to say, like, the bonus one is going to be Josh Oliver, obviously, just because we were around him. I uh, got to see him play for, the, what, three years? And you can you can clearly tell that he was the best player. Dude, he was a <laughs> fucking monster, dude. So it's like, like, you can literally just have the whole team line up and, and like, be like, okay, who's going to go to the league? And it's like, you point at Josh Oliver. Yeah, you, you, just, can, you can tell because, like, you just, everyone's walking through the door and you see this fucking... Six eight like two sixty <laughs> monster walk through the door and I'm just like chiseled too yeah like, he's fucking yeah body like a goddess do you remember whoa uh, god yeah <laughs> oh god my bad my bad my bad <laughs> do you remember uh, my mind's in the like when when he wasn't that big like I remember uh, it was one year like 2016 or 17 I wasn't there yet I just oh, okay so I just he, remember seeing him the I mean, first time was, like oh, this was huge so he was like big like he was a big guy obviously but then like one winter or like like training camp or something he came back and dude was just like huge he was like bodybuilder huge you're like what the hell is this guy doing but like from that moment on he, he went off so it must have been like 17 so going into his uh, 18 year because yeah, he got drafted in that, 2019 he, that's think, when i got think there. he was pulling the lebron going to europe but i mean he got big uh but i mean it, it didn't affect his game i mean or it affected his game as in he got better it's yeah. not like you know sometimes when guys get big they, their game kind of gets affected, a la Tim Tebow and uh, Brady Quinn. You know, Who? Those bums. But uh, but yeah, it, it was kind of cool seeing J.O. Uh, you know, from where he was. Yeah, yeah, so it was like a, a great experience to like be around the player. And then, like, that was kind of shocked he went third round. Yeah, exactly. It's so, like, oh, shoot, like this fool actually went I, I, you pretty know, I mean, high. We, we, what we've seen recently, like, you know, San Jose State players go undrafted or late rounds. But That's like when you typical. see... Typical. Yeah, you see a San Jose State player go third round. You're like, whoa, what the? I remember, uh, like, I mean, he got drafted high third round. I think it was, like, third round, like, Like, fifth. Like, first, like, two picks or five. Yeah, like, really early in the third round. I I honestly thought he was going to go, like, second round or something. Because he went, he was really good. But it was also kind of, was that the year Noah Fink got drafted? Or was the the other Iowa tight end? TJ Hawkinson? 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 Oh yeah, yeah, T.J. Hawkinson. That's yeah, line, that, right? yeah, that's that same year. Yeah, so he must have been the second or third guy. So I mean, I guess when when you put it like that, tight end wise, he went pretty, pretty early. So that was yeah. kind of cool, um, especially you know, at the time, uh, he was the, the highest, highest drafted San Jose State player in like 
10 years or something yeah, crazy, yeah for sure so but I, pretty, I think he's dope it's dope that he got traded to the ravens now no yeah, de- yeah definitely it's definitely a better chance because the jags stink yeah it's i don't a, care it's a tight end heavy they got trevor lawrence Tight end heavy scheme over there with yeah. the Baltimore, and yeah. so you know he's gonna get featured. They have what's his name Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews, but then their second string was that what's his name Nick Boyle. That fool was oh, yeah. so slow. Yeah. He's more of like a, a huge fullback like, yeah, or like a blocking tight end. A blocking tight end. So uh, you can tell this past season that Lamar Jackson missed Hayden Hurst, who they traded to the Falcons. Right, right. Was another like move and he tight went end. too, right? For the Falcons, he, he did yeah, cool. He did decent. He did decent um, but definitely not probably worth the trade value that they gave up from. Nah, it's good. It's um, good. He's, it's good. He got out of Jacksonville. Though, so sure. you all know that, you know those those touches are should be there if oh, yeah. he stays healthy. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I know that I know that's been one of the big things for Jo is staying healthy. Because I know like was it his last year here? He played like the whole season hurt. <laughs> Yeah. Would be, yeah. shoulder, right? He would barely like even. He would, I remember he had that like wrapped up like, like crazy. every game. Yeah. He looked like a like a starting pitcher. Like. Barely even practice, but it was like re- game day. He was ready he, to he go. Was still, he was still that. going off. Dude, that, I, yeah, I think I spoke a lot about who he was. <laughs> that that year he was on that team. I was just like, whatever you do, just throw to Jo. Like, <laughs> don't throw to any receiver. Just and everyone knew they were throwing to Jo, and, and he, he still, still got it. it. Yeah. Bro, he was he was bought it. There was. Because uh, that year, I think I helped making highlights and stuff. And there was a few, like, he just, like, stiff-armed the shit out of someone. Yeah. Like, dude, he was games. massive. And he would, like, hurdle over dudes, too. Dude, he was, he was, he, game. Dude, game. he was athletic as yeah, hell. Yeah, he was super athletic. He would make, like, the most ridiculous catches, too. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It'd be, like, for a dude that big and that, like, size, you would think he'd be super stiff. But, like, he looked like a, a ballerina out there just making these, like, like spectacular catches. He does like a 360, like almost like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember a sick catch. I don't know. No, he had, he had a few. He had a couple, yeah. There's, sure. one, there's one I remember. I, I think this must have been the Fresno State game. Where oh. Like he caught it like one handed, like 360. Like it was, it, it was pretty. The nice. catch against Oregon when he mossed that dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the corner where, where uh, J Love threw it. And like, I was like, oh man, this might be picked. And nope. He mossed the dude with like two, two dudes draped on him. And then I think he got one foot in. Yeah. It was a touchdown. I yeah, was like, cause, whoa. Because they reviewed it. Yeah, I was like, damn, that was raw. That was cool. Well, so uh, on that, who's who would you say you're – it sounds like J.O. is your favorite player. Nah. <laughs> I would ha- – oh, dude, I'm going to go outside the box. I'm going to go San Jose legend, Niner legend, Joe Nedney, the left-footed kicker, and Jeff Garcia, but that's because I'm just a Niner fan. Hey, Jeff Garcia was on the radio giving San Jose State some love. I saw that. I heard that. I heard that. I pulled up to the gym, and uh, I was like, Jeff Garcia, like, oh, we'll, we'll see what's he was up. On, yeah, like, he was on the game, right? 95.7 yeah. on the game. And he was like, oh, yeah, there's a little guy, or there's someone down at San Jose, Nick Starkle, and they were talking about, because they were talking about Trey Lance and, like, mobile and everything, and that perked my ears. I was like, what? So who'd you say? You said Jeff Garcia. I, I said Jeff Garcia oh, and, and, the, and, the, and the San Jose legend, Joe Nenny, the left-footed kicker. How long was he a kicker for? He was in the league for a minute. He was in the league for a while, dude. He 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 hit bombs, bro. He was on the Niners, right? He was on the Niners, and he I think he went to the Giants, and then that was that's all I got. Let me look. Solid eight years, I would say. Dude, he he was definitely in the league for yeah, like a good you know. I mean, if you're a good kicker, you stay. Oh, so that's so that's pretty cool. The the Niners had two San Jose State guys. Joe Nenny. Let's see. Here we go. I pull him up. He was in the league, dude. He was in the league from 1995 to 2010. Oh, so wow. 15 years. Sheesh. So there you go. He, he was good too. High school, like, San Teresa High School. Oh. In San Jose. Oh, okay. Well, That's why I said San Jose legend. Well, you went uh, San Jose legend local. I'll throw it down to Salinas. Since Salinas legend, I'll say my favorite player, um, San Jose State, uh, is definitely David Fells. I would say, I mean, I don't really remember much about him in high school. I remember hearing some stuff because um, we kind of grew up in the same neighborhood. He went to um, a private school down there, uh, Palma. Um, and that's kind of like he went there for us. Yeah, he went to Palma. Dude, that that team's uh, always wrong. Kara, Dude, they uh, scraped. Carrizoza my... went there. Um, They're always wrong football, dude. Yeah, they're hella good. I do. I think they played my brother's high school team like a few years ago and just demolished them. I think they always went their they always win their district, right? Yeah, they're they like always win their district. But there's also really no competition. You you got I mean San Jose. I mean Salinas is all like 
you know, you're not going to have the best athletes there. They have a really good soccer team. A little short Mexican kids. Yeah, yeah you got hella <laughs> biceps out there. So, like, it's easy to run on fools. So, I would say uh, uh, David Fells definitely is my favorite San Jose State uh, player, uh, especially, you know, he's from Salinas. Um, had that great year, you know, the military bowl year. Looking back on it, hindsight, maybe he should have came out that year. Uh-huh. He, he definitely should have. Definitely would have been top five quarterback coming out, you know. But, you know, whatever. Who, who's he on now? He's on the he's on the Lions too, right? I, is he still in the league? I remember he was with the Jets. He's still in the I league. Think, he if is. I remember last he's still in the league. Yeah. If I remember, uh, I have it uh, here. David fails. I don't. He have is it. on. I'm pretty sure it was the Jets. The Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. He, he is not signed. He's, oh. But he was his recent team, two, 19, uh, 2019, 2020, New York Jets. Yeah. So he was awesome, and I remember like. I don't know. He was just like your quintessential kind of like quarterback. Dude, I remember. Pocket. I remember his junior year. Like after that huge season, they're like, if he comes out, like he's first round or what? And then, proje- yeah. dude, projected going into that that last season he was here. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I, I remember Daniel Jeremiah saying like, "This is my QB one." And like, like right right after the draft, he was like, "For next year, my QB one is David Fails." But, but then I, dope, I guess though. he had like a iffy season. Well, and was, uh, I mean. Anyone will tell you this in the area who follows San Jose State football, but uh, McIntyre left and uh, yeah. Carragher came in and completely ruined the team. Snake. So um, you have that, but I mean, he was really cool. I think he, you know, I think his player comp was like Carson Palmer, kind of like a pocket, co- you know, pocket kind of quarterback that can. Sling there you the ball go again, refer- referencing back to USC. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I tried not to. There you go. I tried not to, but I just remember. Sometimes his I think you like USC more than San Jose State. <laughs> he probably had like a list of USC yeah, QBs as his player comp. I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> He's like a Matt Barkley. Yeah. Wait, they played at the same time. <laughs> All right, that's that's true. But um, you know, in the spirit of the draft, since we talk about our favorite players, you know, it's kind of been interesting with with San Jose State. You know, um, the, the the school has definitely, you know, not really seen high draft picks, but that's not to say that they aren't uh, foreign to not having any, you know, first round picks. No, um, don't, don't, come on. No, I'm last, just saying. Last one was what? You said 1983? 1983, come on. but. Come I on, mean, dog. That's that's pretty foreign. I wasn't, I, mean, I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, know. I was born 10 years later. No, but I, I'm just saying, it, it's, still mo- it's still modern day football. I'm just trying to give the credit where it's due. You know, uh, I just ran through some numbers. You know, we're looking at since 1940, because I like my numbers, 117 players have been drafted. So, I mean, you're looking That's at... That's Bama in, like, two years. I know. <laughs> but, 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 I mean... You just know, kidding, for, just for kidding, just kidding. For a whole bunch of years, you know, like, San Jose State really went through some bad, like, years. But they were still getting players drafted, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, you kind of looked at a stretch of, like, three straight years a player getting drafted and maybe every other year. So, like, generally speaking, for, like, where San Jose State has been, not very successful. Uh, they still had some players of the league. Um, Bouncing like, around. That's, yeah, you know. It's always kind of cool to see San Jose State players. Yeah, of course. And then, like, in the 70s and early 80s, you know, you had, a, you know, six first-round picks. So, like, in the stretch of, you know. Damn, we were raw in the 80s then, huh? Yeah, they are pretty good. It's pretty much called it the golden years of San Jose State. They went to a whole bunch of bowl games. You know, like I said, six first-round picks. Um, so the 70s and early 80s was, was pretty legit. Well, we're about to go into our platinum years. Yeah, right? well, let's hope. You know, let's hope. Uh, you know, uh, 2020s or our years. Yeah, now. The, the Roaring Twenties at SefQ. Um, we want, well, we want Bama. <laughs> the the one interesting thing I kind of found was, so the first ever pick from San Jose State was Roy Zimmerman in 1940. He was drafted in the seventh round by what is now the Washington Football Team. Who? He uh, he played for. Um, for, for a few years, he uh, made the Pro Bowl. He was an NFL He made champion. a Pro Bowl? He made a Pro Bowl. Uh, what the he was an NFL hell? champion. And get this, he was an All-Pro twice. And he led the league in interceptions. Dude, this guy was kind of... So he's nice. a legend. Yeah. Bro, bro, he's a legend. But you know where he's really a legend was his softball career. Whoa. So, so, so let, let me read you this a little bit. So for 26 years after his NFL career... He played professional fast-pitched softball and led his teams to nine world titles. Uh, th- here's a quote that I found. He developed the rise and the drop ball, which are now predominant pitches yeah. in any pitcher's arsenal. 
Uh, he pitched two perfect games and six no-hitters in the World Championship. He struck out all 21 during uh, one perfect game. He's in the uh, International Softball Congress Hall of Fame. This is so weird. Um, and he's also in the Long Beach Softball Hall of Fame. I had no idea this existed. But this is, there's this dude that gets no, no I didn't, one I didn't, about. I didn't even know there was like a men's softball Dude, there used to be, it used to be an Olympic sport. Yeah, I think. Uh, but like for men? Low, slow pitch softball, yeah. It used to be like... Yeah. What Team is USA. Fast, is fast pitch. Oh, this is fast pitch. So now, oh, shit, now pretty much only women play fast pitch softball. Hey, bro, but but back in the days, and he, he was on two pro teams. You know, Fresno had a team, and Long Beach had a team. And he was like, you know, Jake Degrom or whatever, like untouchable back then. Um, but <laughs> that's like a vibe. Can you believe that? <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like that's like a low key like San Jose State. Legend. Why isn't there? Why isn't there a statue? Dude, I'm saying in this rebuild, when you know you guys are adding this this these new luxury boxes, let's, let's give put a, a yeah, at least give them like a plaque. Let's get a placard of old Mister Zimmerman. But I gotta say, I, we talked about our favorite players at San Jose State. Uh-huh. But I gotta bring up which I think is probably the best player to ever come out of San Jose State. This is my opinion, just based on awards and whatnot. But I think I gotta give um, love to to this to this guy. His name's Lewis Wright. Um, in 1975, he was a first round pick. He was actually the first ever first round pick at San Jose State. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 17th overall. Damn. Uh, he went Damn. to five Pro Bowls. He was uh, nice. four time all all NFL first team, uh, second team All Pro. He was uh, on the 1970s All-Decade team. Damn. He's in the Broncos Damn. Ring of Hall of Fame, and he's on the Broncos 50th anniversary team. So I got to say, and uh, he's definitely in the San Jose State uh, Hall of Fame as well, but, like, this dude needs to get some love, too. He, uh, I didn't a statue of this guy. I'm just, like, pointing out, too, of probably, probably the two best players to ever walk through San Jose State, and they never get talked about. So uh, let's throw Jeez. some love on those guys. Uh, shout out uh, Lewis Wright and, uh, if they're still and Roy alive. Zimmerman. Uh, Roy Zimmerman is not alive. He died in <laughs> 1997. Uh, Lewis yeah. Wright, though, I, I, think he is, I think he's still alive. Um, and Gil Bird is another great player from San Jose State who right now is a DB coach at uh, Illinois. So... He, he balled out. And we talked about J.O. J.O. was the last drafted player from San Jose State. So hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit. Um, I, we got to shout out James Jones. What the oh, heck? and of Dude, course, James, James Jones. Jones. He, oh, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. James Jones. That was uh, sick. Yeah, I would say, I think from what I found, he's the last player from San Jose State to win a Super Bowl, which, you know, of course makes sense. Benet uh, Benwickery. Uh, was on the Panthers Super Bowl team. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But, you know, they didn't win a Super Bowl. But uh, And then he got cut because he got burned by Julio. But then who doesn't? <laughs> Julio ended his career. Yeah. yeah that, that was, was that was like sheesh. the year. He, that was the that was the year he had like three hundred yards in one game, right? Yeah. He, he was literally cut the next day. He was li- yeah, cut the next day. Literally it was the next day. Crazy. Just like, hey, where's your locker? Uh, <laughs> don't forget about it. Forget uh, about they pulled up the stats as soon as he pulled up the locker. He's like, So uh, <laughs> we see Julio had three hundred and thirty yards, uh yeah, you're cut. <laughs> hey, hey, he's still in the league, though, so he's just been bouncing around. Yeah. Um, Props to him. Getting his money. Um, current players in the league. There's uh, currently eight. We got eight players in the league. No shit. There's, there's eight players in the Go league. Go rattle them off. Uh, so we got uh, J. Uh, J. Love is the most recent one. Shout he's out, J. Love. technically on the Browns. Um, got picked up. Yeah. Uh, Keith Smith. We got J.O., who's recently got traded to... Uh, the Ravens. Ravens, you're right. And then we'll, the two recent guys, Trey Walker and Bailey, both undrafted guys. Uh, Andre Chachere, uh goes to the past, who was really good. But <laughs> goes to the past. He, I mean, he. I remember. Hey, he's remember still him. on the team. Dude, he was so good. And then I think a new coaching staff definitely hurt him because when he was with uh, Will Will Harris, who's now the DB coach at UW. He was awesome. Dude, he was legit a shutdown corner. That Dude. 2015 year to the Cure Bowl. Didn't he have like hell of picks that year? Dude, he was a, he was a monster. Dude, I, th- I think so he had wrong. like a second, third round grade on him. No yeah, shit. he was so good. And coming into 16, he also had another good year. Was not, I don't, if I remember correctly, it wasn't as good as 15, but he definitely was good. And then uh, Will Harris ends up leaving uh, to UW. And then you get some new um, coaches in there. 
you know, one reason or the other, they didn't really mix well. So had a down year. I don't think he got drafted. No, he's he still didn't. in the league. You know, he's about a fourth stringer with the Colts. Uh, of course, you got David Quisenberry and then Wes uh, Schweizer, who's a starter, actually. He's the best for, one, dude. Dude, he's a monster. He's dude, the he's best one. He's so good. That old like, line for the Washington or, yeah. I don't want. I want to be politically correct because I don't Washington, Washington football, football team. Yeah. Uh, WFT. Yeah, WFT. I, um, <laughs> I almost said the R word. My bad. Um, dude, yeah, his that line's good, and he's he's been like consistently good. If only they could have kept Trent Williams, huh? Shout out to the Niners, though. So now that we talked about the past a little bit, we can get into uh, we can get into what just happened. Bailey and Trey didn't get drafted. I would say seriously, I thought they were man. Well, I, I didn't think Bailey would get drafted, but well, I, Serge, let's, let's start with you. Yeah, okay. he's yeah. Give it to Serge because Serge is like the scout guy. He I always go to him for like, hey, what do you think about this dude? And like, you think he's gonna get drafted? And he always like gives it to me straight. He's like, nah, he'll probably be late rounds. And I was like, fuck. So I I, I always had the opinion that Trey Walker would get drafted, but he would be like a fourth, fifth, sixth, like at worst seventh. But like obviously he was. I thought he would get drafted. Um, shoot, even leading up to like the the draft this year, um, I know PFF had him ranked like pretty decent, mm-hmm. saying like giving him a, a fourth or fifth round grade, mm-hmm. uh, and then it was that forty that killed him, you know, like. Dude, that forty, I so seeing it, I was like, okay, that's not good. I didn't realize how not good it was. So compared to everyone else in the combine, it was uh, the forty third fastest among wide receivers. Let, let's put this into perspective. I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan, right? Our first round pick, Zayvon Collins, 6'4, 270 pounds, middle linebacker, 6'4, 270 pounds, ran the same 40 yard dash as Trey Walker. Oh my God. That's rough. See, and, and I think. That dude's moving, man. You know, I, I think sometimes seeing the draft and just looking at it as a fan and like having some, some little bit of experience, like talking with scouts in the NFL and whatnot. I think, you know, some guys pass, you know, the uh, the shirts and shorts test. Yeah. And then you have sure. guys For sure. who, and you know. There's, there's always guys that get drafted higher because their measurements and all that stuff. Of course. Get out. But I think. Draft day heroes, is that what they call them? Yeah. But I workout think, heroes. Oh, draft workout, workout warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah workout, workout warriors. Yeah. But I think guys like that definitely make up for maybe not having the biggest body of work in college. You know, even though Trey did have you know he, he played since he was a uh, a true freshman you know but i would say even though his first few years weren't all that i mean they were good i always saw the talent i always yeah, the thought talent was there since for since sure. his, since his freshman year like i was telling you guys earlier yeah, i thought sure i thought he should have been getting more snaps um obviously there's probably a lot of like off the field stuff that probably went on as to why he didn't get uh, a lot of snaps his freshman and even his sophomore year but like you know, you can clearly tell he was better. If you had, if he, I don't know, I don't want to speak to any of his like work ethic or anything. Like, I mean, we saw it, but you know, I don't know what else was going Just on. Just because he's not a USC guy, huh? <laughs> no, but like, he definitely was the best receiver on the team. Maybe once Bailey really like stood out, because they both kind of had their breakout year at the same time, ish. You know, I'd say like, yeah, for sure. Trey's kind of was eighteen. They definitely both were legit 19, 19 and 20. Yeah. So I would say that 18 year was like that transition. They came like, up together. Yeah. For sure. So I think they were both very like, you know, comparable in the sense that they both kind of took a little bit to progress. But back to my point was like, I think, you know, still he didn't have the years of body of work compared to someone who balled out one or two years in the SEC or whatever. So I think having a good combine or a good pro day definitely would have made up for that, you know? So, so seeing that he ran a four five eight when you're supposed to be the speedy number one receiver, uh, I don't know if it's I never speed- I never looked at him as a speedy receiver though. I, was, I never. I always yeah. thought like he ran like good routes and like caught everything that came his way. I, I've always compared him to like it, it's not like a straight up comp because I my comp for him is, guy? no 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 it's uh my, Michael Thomas from the Saints oh, but smaller. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like like a baby Mike Thomas because yeah. Mike Thomas is not fast, but he he wins off the line. He creates separation with his hands, his footwork, um, you know, smooth route running. Um, so he he doesn't have to rely on his speed. Mm-hmm. So I think Trey is one of those players where he 
and, and him being smaller and a little skinnier, yeah. he's got a little more like quickness and umph in his step. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably I see that. I a, see that. a quicker first step, like just uh, like on a curl route when he pumps his arms and like flips his hips, like it's so hard to guard. Like if you if the DB's like rolling back and he just he can flip his hips and just stop on a dime, like mm-hmm. you know he's he's getting separation off of that like easy. So yeah, it. I guess we can kind of go into like him fitting in with the Buffalo Bills, yeah. right? Oh yeah, because he got picked up by the Bills. Since he got picked up by the Bills, I think it's if like, you don't know by now, he got picked up by the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, so so, so him falling there, I think is like it sucks because there's a lot of receivers ahead of you, but at the same time, you have Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs to learn from, and Emmanuel Sanders, and who's, Devin Funches. who's uh, not, Emmanuel Sanders oh, on the Bills that. again? Oh, that's right. Yeah, so these are all route runners. Cole Beasley's cold. Oh, okay, so I see what you mean. See, these are all route runners. Yeah, Cole is raw. So, it, it he can ultimately like maybe sit behind Cole Beasley for another two years. By by the next two years, I don't think Beasley's gonna be relevant anymore. Yeah. Uh, so he can transition into that starting or like starting slot guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with him, um, you know, going to the Bills, I think definitely. You know will help especially because you have those guys that you just said surge um, I think you know their their offense kind of with Josh Allen kind of like a really like deep ball threat kind of emulates a lot of almost like mountain what you see like Mountain West you know a lot of deep plays a lot of you know emphasis on you know route running and kind of like it's almost like home run hitting mm-hmm. you, know, you saw a lot with Stefan Diggs and I think you know San Jose State in, in many ways complements that really well so I think he'll have a good understanding. Um, Dude, I really wish he went to the Niners because the Niners needed to draft receivers and they didn't draft any receivers. They signed them undrafted, but I really wished we we could have gotten them. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, the, the thing with like going undrafted, you know, obviously everyone wants to get drafted, but I feel like honestly, if you don't get drafted within one through five, I mean, going undrafted is. That's what I hear, yeah. You know, because like one, you get to pick who you want to go to. Exactly. It's like. If you get draft, the money is generally the same. Six, seven, obviously, the lower you go, the less guaranteed money and, like, the less money per year. But, I mean, we're talking, I mean, generally the same money. Obviously, it's Yeah, but it, I guess it goes to, like, do you want to be uh, Jabril Cox, who was the Cowboys, what, fourth, fifth round pick at linebacker? Or do you want to be an undrafted linebacker and choose where you go? Because Jabril Cox is now going to be behind Leighton Vander Esch. Jalen Smith, the first round pick, Michael Parsons. They signed Keanu Neal, who was a safety for the Falcons, to play linebacker. So that linebacker room is stacked. Yeah. So like, do you want to be that fourth? Keanu Neal went to the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah recently. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So yeah. pretty stacked. Their linebackers are stacked, but they got no DBs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's why I always thought I was like, man, like honestly, once you get into the sixth round, I was like compensation yeah. picks and those, like those guys are not even guaranteed just like undrafted yeah because you're like all right now you're locked into a four-year deal where they can cut you at any time and you don't have a say in where you can go yeah you know Thanks. you go undrafted and then you have like all these teams calling you and like you're pretty even though you don't have like that four-year contract i mean you have a chance to bet on yourself and like all right well i can go here because you know the receiving core is not as strong or whatever or I have a better chance here because I kind of saw it when I was with the Raiders and uh, it was kind of highlighted a little bit on Hard Knocks with uh, Keelan Doss yeah. and there was actually like what a, happened to him? He's still with the Raiders He's still with the Raiders uh, There was almost there was a, a bidding war so he, like, he got paid I, I think he got paid like more than any undrafted guy cause Oh it it's because Between us or it was between the Raiders and, uh, and the Jaguars And who even knows why yeah. he fell because I, I remember going going into the draft. We played them that he year. Went off on yeah. Us. yeah, yeah. That was, the, week, that was the unmentionable game, at, right? Yeah, he went off against us, and the week after, he went off against Stanford. And he he had like an amazing year too. And like leading up to the draft, I think he was like it's definitely had pro- projected playing fourth at UC round Davis pick. Definitely had, had yeah. a player role, man. Come yeah, on. yeah. That, that's why, and I think that that's what kind of hurt you know Bailey and uh, and Trey is like, of course, power five guys. Um, get the benefit of the doubt because I, I think like if you have one good SEC year probably equates to like what three good Mountain <laughs> West years you know it's almost like dog years or something like that Damn. see but it, it, I, what sucks about like the scouting community and stuff is like that that 
the the whole like what school you go to like you can play it both ways right like like trey lance for example oh yeah they're like oh his his competition wasn't good this and that like but you know you started hearing scouts say like you know competition's competition like you know it don't matter if he's a d1 d2 like the the window should be the same you know yeah. like from the from the, yeah but then like when it comes to like a different position or whatever or a different player it's like oh yeah no the competition like it clearly matters but yeah, like, i feel like too like um positions also get benefit of the doubt yeah. I, I feel like the quarterback position all because i everyone's trying to reach and try to get their new star quarterback or they're mm-hmm. trying to get the face of the franchise so i think they can all, also look over a lot of stuff too because honestly sure. like if you look at trey lance like uh, for example, he had the least amount of uh, snaps yeah. like in the history of any quarterback coming into the draft. Yeah. Uh, and then you have someone like Davis Mills at Stanford got drafted in the third round. He only had 11 career starts. Technically, he never had a full season. So like, I think you can always look over, you know, depending on you, position You know what kind of comparison you can make is that Kellen Moore and uh, Ryan Tannehill comparison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, Kellen Moore broke all these quarterback records and, you know, went to school all four years. And Ryan Tannehill plays one year of quarterback in the SEC and gets drafted in the first round. Kellen Moore goes, like, six rounds yeah. and then ends up being just a coach. Yeah, so I think, you know, like, little stuff like that. And, like, I mean, you hear it every year in the draft. You hear it every time someone doesn't. That sucks. Yeah, someone doesn't work out. It's like, oh, you know, that's the draft. That's, you know, you, you can't predict anyone. So I think you know, Trey and Bailey fall into that a little bit. You know, they, they put out great years. I mean, if you look at 2020, uh, you know, uh, I'm looking at Trey right here, you know, second team All-Mountain West, uh, named to the Blitnikoff Award and Maxwell Trophy, uh, led the team in pass reception, second in receiving yards. In 2019, it was the first team All-Mountain West. Just that 19 season was crazy. Man. You know, and then you look at Bailey, 2020, he was first team All-Mountain West. He played and started in every game. He led the team in receiving yards and yards per catch. In 19, he was an honorable mention. So it's like, can you that, imagine That's because he got like hurt, that? though. I know. I, I know injuries play a factor, but can you imagine that those same that same like literature and like numbers and you put it in like big 10 or <laughs> yeah. big 12 it's like oh that's a first round pick yeah you know, who cares people will easily look over oh it, it you know what about his freshman and sophomore year you know people will easily look over they're that. literally playing special teams it's like exactly give them a break dude so it's like I but, think but the, i think that whole injury stuff de- definitely played into oh, bailing because yeah, sure. yeah the what was it 16 16 no 17 and 18 right is when he was hurt like Bailey? Yeah. Isn't it he tore or something? I think 18. 18, he only played in four games, if I remember correctly. He, like, messed up his Achilles or something. Yeah, right? I remember he, like, messed up his Achilles one time. And then time. that Hawaii game, too, because they, that dude landed on him, and I was like, yeah. oh, that dude landed weird on him. But even, like, I think the year before, he barely even played because he was always hurt. And Yeah, he... Uh, so he's, he's got that injury-prone label. Yeah, so Bailey has so the injury issue. You know, that's what definitely factored into it. And Trey had... The character issue. I mean, honestly, his his tenure at San Jose State ended really weird. Definitely. It was like, I'm transferring. And then it was like nothing for like a month. And then he's like, oh, he's going to like Mississippi State. And then it's like the whole thing with his grades. So like the little bit that I've talked to scouts, I remember when my time uh, with the Raiders and, you know, it's draft season. You're like, oh, why don't you go with this? Or like, you know, what about this guy? And they tell you little things that they look at and, I mean, they're splitting hairs when you're trying to draft a player. You're mm-hmm. like, am I going to get this guy who's put up these great numbers? Oh, but what's up with this character issue? Oh, his grades weren't there. Why weren't his grades there? So it's like they look at just the littlest nuances. So, and then, which then, is wild because like you see, you see Mac Jones and he's that D, two DUIs and he almost went top. He was supposed to go top ten. Yeah. Or you have. Ruben Foster, who oh, well, dude, that's the thing. goes I first round. Like, don't remind me. It's, it's becoming like out there that Bust. they just cover everything up. And from what I've heard of like a lot of SEC schools. <laughs> not, not unless you're Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. <laughs> that was not even that bad, dude. He was just smoking. I know, yeah. But do you but remember you know, how we, You know those like white owners? You're like, oh, he's smoking marijuana. Get him out of here. <laughs> that jazz cabbage. And do you, hey, do you remember you remember when he got drafted? He had that player that that post uh conference and uh 
they were asking about, oh, did you get paid at Mississippi State? Yes, I did. And then, like, the PR what? lady just, like, pulled them off. Dude, look it up. Look at Larry <laughs> like, draft a, a, a press conference. And they're like, what about these reports about you getting paid or something like that at Mississippi State? He's like, yes, I took the money. And he was like, dude, he, he did not shut up. He was just vomit of the mouth. And then this <laughs> PR lady awkwardly was like, no more questions. <laughs> and then just come off. But, but that, that's the thing, man. Like, that, that's why, you know, I think... I mean, that's the thing with everyone, you know, it's like, all right, this person stayed healthy and played all year. All right. You know, Trey played another year. Everything was good. So it's just like, you know. Joe Mixon went second round. Oh, my God. And that one was brutal. I guess, we, you know, we touched on a little bit on why we think it happened what happened, you know, with guys, these guys not getting drafted, you know. I mean, it was pretty foreseeable. I honestly thought they were going to get drafted. Some were in the sixth. Didn't someone bet you? <laughs> someone, someone someone told me that they were gonna bet me that trey got drafted in the fourth round uh that didn't happen was it just like fourth round it's like I, if i remember if he would have got drafted in the fifth or sixth but, or whatever you know what's funny though he's probably naive like i was because i thought in 2019 i was like Fuck, if trey goes out if trey goes pro next year i'm like he's gonna get drafted like third round fourth round but then i talked to surge of course and he's like you're right He's like, he'll go like fifth or sixth round at best. And I was like, I thought he was going to be like sixth or seventh. Well, I was like, all right, he's definitely going to be a a, a third day guy. That Saturday, I was like, all right, he's going to get Bailey or Trey. So what was his bet, though? I'm pretty sure. It was just like five bucks. It was like five (laughs) dollars that he gets drafted in the fourth round. I'm like, what are you, an idiot? (laughs) Like, that's stupid. I should have asked for more. But I was like, there's no way. Like, and when he didn't get drafted, I was like, "Mm." I was kind of bummed. I was like, ah, I thought he was going to get drafted. I definitely thought, like, sixth or seventh. Round. Yeah, I, I, that would have been sick to see. I'm like, I was oh, like okay. I, but then I, was like, I would feel like someone is like, all right, here's this guy or, you know, character issue or injury issue, whoever we're talking about, Bailey or Trey. And I was like, oh, we'll take a chance on him, you know? But it didn't happen. Well, of the two, I think Bailey probably has the better chance to make an immediate impact. think so? Well, just because... Um, because they have Packers, Pac- Packers have no receivers Bunk. like like besides Devontae Adams maybe uh what's the Alan Lazard is maybe he's the, still on the rise though right yeah but he's a he's a big body receiver who could barely move and barely catch too remember he had that drop yeah so it's like and then what, what's the other dudes uh MSV uh, MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling he torched oh, us oh yeah he he was that receiver was no 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 he was a receiver for University of South Florida Remember they came and played oh, us here? They played us here, yeah. And it was like this tall, like super fast dude. I think he was like number seven or number one. You want, you want to know something funny about that game? Up until game day, I thought we were playing uh, University of San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> dude, they don't even have a football I game. know. I didn't know, dude. I had a... I don't, That's weird. Yeah. You just kept saying USF. The, the and you're like, I, I do. I, I shit you not. From the moment like we saw the schedule, I think we they playing, did have a football team, but back in the way, back in the way, days, way they played at Keezer too. Yeah, I was like USF. I was like, oh, I know USF, University of San Francisco. I was like, all right, this is gonna be dope. Uh, and then, because um, <laughs> we used to have the the, the old uh, recruiting guy Corey, remember Corey Geist, really cool guy. Dude, his Twitter just popped up on, on my feed recently, and uh-huh. I don't even think he's in sports anymore. No, he's not. He left the Google. I mean, he, he was dope, but he, but, turn he went, of events. but he went to USF, right? And I was like, oh, like, you know, it was cool, like, but it was University of San Francisco. So I was like, all right. And then I saw, I was like, South Florida. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. this whole time, I thought it was San Francisco, but, but whatever. Um, but as, as you mentioned on who, um, who has the best chance of making the team, both these guys have a pretty big uphill battle. For sure. Um, just, I mean, roster moves are going to come and go, but Packers are looking at currently 10 receivers. And Trey with the Bills, you're looking at 11 receivers. Damn, you didn't mention that. Yeah. Damn, that's hella. They got 11 receivers. Bailey is actually the only other rookie in that receiving core. I mean, you have one-year, two-year guys, you know, whatever. They might just be camp yeah. legs or whatever. Yeah. But you already but, know what you have in, like, what's his name? Econ- Econemius St. Brown. Ugh. Nothing. You don't yeah, have nothing. Not and then uh, they, who's the dude they just cut that like Aaron Rodgers was like, that's the nail in the coffin. I oh, want yeah, out of here. last year, yeah. Ja- Who was it? Uh, Jake Confro or 
Kunfro. White, white, white boy no, receiver. He was, he was like number 16. Um, mm. But it's like, bro, you... Well, for one, like Aaron Rodgers, why are you getting mad because the fist string got cut? Yeah. Like, yeah. who cares? Um, if anything, you can make them better. Yeah, you but like... Sling it. If you put that the the Packers number two th- through four receivers on any other team, they're probably four to five, four to six. You know, like yeah. they're they're not that great of a receiver. So I think Bailey can go in there. He's probably going to be one of the faster ones on the team because I don't know if the Packers have any speed at the at the position. Oh no! So way. if they need a receiver to blow the top off, it's going to be Bailey. For sure. You know, I I kind of see this as. Jordy knows. So, I mean, honest, 2.0. you know, honestly speaking, I think, I think these guys will will be on a practice squad. That's for sure. Yeah. I, for sure. I don't think they'll be out of the league. I think they're too good not to be at least on a practice squad. Hopefully, hopefully, Trey doesn't make the the Bills and he just comes to the Niners. Well, but this is kind of what's going to be interesting about it, is that they may have this huge uphill climb and like trying to make the team, but when you get to the end of training camp, you have to pick guys. And if you don't pick guys, you essentially cut them and then they they make kind of like the waiver, the waiver wire. So, I mean, these guys can really ball out in training camp and preseason. Now we have a shortened preseason. It's only three games. Facts. But I think there's a chance that even though they don't make either of these teams, um, they can easily get picked up somewhere else. You know, sure. maybe, you know, they do, you know, Bailey comes home to... They, they can do uh, the practice squad circuit because i know uh, practice squad is like four years max and then after that you you make a pretty good living for four years why not you make like at least 100k yeah you just to play football yeah and you just don't travel depending on different teams when i was with the raiders uh, we didn't travel practice squad guys but uh you pretty much just like get paid a lot of money just to work out (laughs) it's kind of dope but i think between uh bailey and trey i definitely think if I, if I was going to pick either to make a team, I definitely think it's Bailey. Because I think, as you know, um, your best availability is being available. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about injury specifically, but I think Bailey has proven to be a um, really good uh, special teamer. Mm-hmm. I think he has the ability mm-hmm. to uh, punt, like receive punts and kickoffs. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he, he's a pretty good kick returner. Like and, and, you know... <laughs> Shout out San Jose State because didn't Trey Walker also uh, he was on the punt team so he was out there making tackles and stuff playing special teams. Oh yeah, yeah. So so you know shout out San Jose State for like putting him out there on 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 punt team because it's like now are you gonna keep a receiver that only plays receiver or are you gonna keep the receiver that can go uh, run punts down too? Yeah, like a gunner. Yeah, yeah gunner. Yeah. I saw Raheem Mostert got shot. Facts. Yeah, I saw it. I look at Raheem And you know who loves special teams players? The Patriots. They Ooh. they they give pay, uh, players big money. What was that? Matthew Slater, that one receiver. Oh yeah, he's still getting. He's still on the right. And then I re- yeah, and then I remember the, the Cardinals had. The white dude. Uh, he he used to. No, he's like forty three on the Patriots too. He had the long hair. Damn. Oh, I think I think he went to Ohio State. Yeah, I know I know who you're talking about. I, I picture him. I have no idea. Yeah, what his I name can't is. think of his name either. And then the Cardinals had like this dude named Justin Bethel who. Uh, I remember him? Yeah, he was a Pro Bowler and stuff because he was the Gunner and stuff. And the him. Patriots gave him more money money than we offered him to go play special teams. I was like, yeah, like, uh, Hakeem Guzman. Guzman. Good. Remember him? That special team. I don't know, but Kazam Goodman or Guzman? Somebody. He was a Niner goat too. Good special yeah. Because th- th- that's one thing that's really good talked about. But oh, go ahead, Serge. This is a random last thought because you said you said Niner goat. Yeah. You know who gets disrespected in the Niners like history? Ooh. That one fool, Brandon Lloyd. Oh, Brandon Lloyd was pretty good. Dude, he was, pretty good, he was raw. He was, but like, he like he was in the lost I, uh, of Niners. Though, I yeah, guess. I wouldn't put him up there as like a Randy Moss, but like. As far as as far as catches, catches, just the catches themselves, his catches were ridiculous. Like, it in Madden, he'd probably have like a ninety nine overall spectacular catch because it's just (laughs) fucking. That's how good his hands were. I remember uh, the Niners had him, and then at the same time, the Raiders were just as bad, and we had uh, we had Jerry Porter. Uh, He was was kind of like I feel like no, he was raw too. Same eighty four. 
But but yeah, going back to that point about uh, special teams, and I think these are, I think it's, it's going to help these guys a lot that they have special teams experience and will help them make a team, especially Bailey because he's proven to do it at a really high level. It's um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes that, that definitely gets overlooked with like undrafted guys or guys that get drafted late uh, and ball out in special teams. You know, I. I I was in countless like like new rookie meetings and like kind of like presentations where like I guess you can say like the scrubs of the team was like trying to make the last roster spot mm-hmm. and like special teams coach or like whoever was just like you want to make this team you got to make it on special teams and I think what helps these guys is they have that experience you know um, you know I think of guys like Terrell Davis who ended up being a you know oh, yeah. Hall of Famer seventh round running back but he was great on special teams. Or sixth round? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, late round guy who probably was not going to make the team, you know, or, you know, good. Uh, but I, I, I think it helps with uh, with special teams, is that these guys were special teams. Um, but let's look on forward to uh, the 2020 draft. Um, it's going to be in Las Vegas. It's going to be pretty nutty. You mean the 2022? 2022, what did I say? 2020? 2020? Yeah. <laughs> Just looking back. We're, at the still, we're still stuck in this year. <laughs> or, but, uh, 2021. Holy but we're looking on to the 22. 2022 draft. Um, yeah, it's gonna be on the strip. It's gonna be pretty dope. So I want to go to that. Yeah, it should, be, it should be pretty cool, man. That would be lit. Yeah, that would be cool. We'll see what time. happens. But Serge, so we're talking about guys to look at, um, both San Jose State and the Mountain West. But going into this next year or this coming up year, and then into the following draft, what who do you? Who's someone that we should be keeping our eyes on? So, I can tell you right now that based on like the, this past draft, only three players from the Mountain West got drafted. That's not happening. There's going to be a lot Zoic. more this year. Um, just to start off with San Jose State. State, maybe two like draftable players, which will be uh, Jack Snyder yep. and, oh, definitely. and Nick Starkle. So, really? You don't think Kate Hall? Oh yeah, and Kate Hall. My, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Just completely blanked on on him. But yeah, so Probably those those late. three, those three is gonna be Jack Snyder, Nick Starkle, and Kate Hall. Um, to me personally, of the three, Jack Snyder is probably a lock. Cause for sure. You can never have too many linemen. Right. And that's true. And his improvement year to year is like you can see it. So it's like he's gonna have another year and under his San Jose State lineman, man. And they always make it. Yeah, so if I would say his his um, floor is probably like a fifth rounder. No shit. Yeah, so I think he'll go pretty high if he if he doesn't shit the bed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nick Starkle, he's gonna have to have another big season like he did this past year in order to even get drafted. But I'm talking drafted four to seventh round. Like he's gonna be. If a, not, he could just come back for another year. He's, he's gonna be a journeyman <laughs> backup QB. I don't see him ever like playing any meaningful snaps in the NFL. But uh, if he balls out, he can probably make a team as their second, third round or second, third string QB. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cade Hall, he's the one. Where I would say he's probably our best player, like overall on the team now. But what sucks is he's small for his position. He's only Damn. he's only six two two sixty playing DN. Like oh sheesh. Yeah. Yeah, compare that to like Khalil Mack or someone. Exactly. Know? So yeah. so like one he's he for his size he's not uber athletic. Like like another if another small yeah. dude was playing DN, yeah. but the thing that like really sets him apart is his motor. Like he just he's always going. Yeah. Like he never gives up. He's fighting yeah. through everything. Uh, he'll fight through the garbage to go make the the tackle for a loss or the sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know teams obviously love that. And I know I made this joke before, but it's like it's just Jared Allen, right? Like yeah. It, it's that Jared Allen thing, like the white boy yeah. with the with the long hair. They <laughs> Gilroy, yeah. It, it's just like that motor, and that's what Jared Allen's famous for, like his his like nonstop motor. So, uh, I would say Kate Hall will have to have another big year in order to legitimize his his draft stock. Um, and then just to quickly, oh, I guess touch on a few from the Mountain West. And these are guys too. These Mountain West guys is like not only, you know, are they potential draft picks, but they're also gonna be potential problems 
for the Spartans. Yes, and depending not, on who, depending on who you're gonna talk about. But. Well, n- none other than QB one in the 2022 NFL Draft, Carson Strong. Oh yeah, dude. I, I, you think he's gonna go one? I don't think he'll end up being number one. Where does he, where does he go to school? Nevada. Oh, QB? that's him. Oh, that's yeah, oh we like, talked about it last watch. episode. Oh, yeah. So he him. so a few a few draft boards have him as QB one. No shit. Um, Everyone right now is either like on Sam Howell or uh, Keaton Slovis. Oh, don't say. It. <laughs> <laughs> so they're 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 like teetering between those two. But honestly, I like Sam Howell. He's nice, but Carson Strong is just like out of all the QBs, I would say he has the strongest arm. And he's QB one. Q- to me, well, to me, right now I would say he's my QB one. QB two for me is uh, that dude I sent you guys uh, from. Uh, the University of Liberty or Liberty University? Really? Has it Malik Willis? I didn't, I didn't see it. Dude. I, mean, I saw it, but I didn't see it. He's, a, he's like a Michael Vick 2.0. Like, he's insane. And I personally, I like those dual threat quarterbacks, which is the only reason I have Malik Willis so like high next to Carson Strong. But yeah, Carson Strong, 6'4", uh, like 220. Last year he threw for twenty seven touchdowns, two thousand eight hundred and fifty eight yards. And like what, four interceptions? Or yeah, something? so so he's a he's a gunslinger type QB, huge arm. So um he can have like a like like he, he can be looked at as a Josh Allen, I would say. Just a lot a lot more polished already. Damn. So like Dude, whatever Josh Allen wasn't all that in college. In college you you can see the potential in Josh he Allen. But, but he was he was big and he had a cannon, but like his accuracy wasn't there and, and stuff. Carson Strong is accurate, so Jeez. he's gonna be a problem. Heisman watch, uh, which and then obviously because you have such a great QB, your receivers are gonna get like highlighted. Yeah. So then like the Vadas receiver R- Romeo Dubs, baller six two, uh, two fifteen. Uh, not sure how fast he is. He looked pretty fast when we played him, so <laughs> we'll look. <laughs> he looked pretty fast when he burned us. Yeah. So look forward to seeing what his forty yard dash is. Uh, but he's one to watch out for. And then they also have uh, the tight end, Cole Turner, who's uh, six foot six, two hundred forty. So and they six foot damn. Yeah, and he's a like a he's a he's a stretch tight end. So he's not going to be like your block your blocking type tight end. He's going to be out there catching passes and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, don't have a player comp because he's huge and yeah. I guess the easy one would be Gronk. That's that's without Kittle. Yeah. But that, that's, you know, that's everyone, you know, that's like your quintessential tight end. It's, it's not a fair comp. You know? Yeah, because I would say Gronk probably had size on him, even though they're about, like, measurable-wise, they're probably the same, but Gronk was just beefy. Yeah. He's massive. Yeah. And then uh, the defensive end from Colorado State, Scott Patchen, you know, he came from the University of Miami. So, transfer, so yeah. obviously he's a... He's an ACC player playing in the in the Mountain West, so he's gonna, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna eat. He's eating. Hopefully not on Jack, uh, Jack Snyder though. <laughs> True, and then the only other one that I think like really has a legit shot is gonna be uh, from Colorado State too. Oh yeah, yeah. Trey McBride. Yeah, he's. So, uh, I, I would say he's probably their best offensive player. Yeah, so I would I would say he's 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 like a, one of those hybrid tight ends, not like a complete kiddo, but. Like, you know, like a Walmart version of Kittle. <laughs> Wally World. A great value. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I agree with you on the, going back to the San Jose State point, I think, uh, I think, not to say that, you know, Jack Snyder's a, a lock to get drafted. Obviously, you got to put in the, the tape this year. But I think if he has the same as last year, or maybe just a little bit not as good I think he's still locked to get drafted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think where you look at Cade Hall and uh, Starkle they need to have a perfect year yeah yeah. I think Jack Snyder is there and he can you know he can have a mediocre season yeah and still get drafted it's just that's how much the league needs linemen yeah and yeah definitely you can't have another, I mean, guys drop left and right especially now it feels like you know the new sprained ankles how big is Jack Snyder uh, you think he'll play a left left uh, left tackle? No, I don't think he'll he'll, pro- he'll probably convert to well, a guard. Six five three ten is what he's listed. So if anything, he can start inside. But he he has the size as far as hi- uh, height and like weight. 
uh, we'd probably have to check in on, on his arm length to see because I know in the league that's a big thing. Like yeah. if, he, if he's got small like arms, then he's gonna get kicked inside. Do you see the dude that the Niners drafted in the second round? The six seven three thirty guard from Notre Dame? Nah. No. Three thirty? That's a beefy ass fucking right guard. But you know, uh, sorry, sorry to go out to talk. No, but uh, he's from the Bay though. So. Is he really? Where do you go? El Cerritos. Oh, really? I had no idea. Um, but Jack Snyder, I don't, I don't know, dude. I, I low key get like, um, uh, rich incognito vibes. <laughs> Why? Because like, he's quiet. No, not as a pl- not, not like character issues or like any of that <laughs> shit. Just, just like me. player, like just like a just guy, just like blue collar, kind of just like. No, I, quiet. I feel that. And I just get, like stocky, because honestly, so like he's built. When I, when I was when I was with the Raiders, we had Richie, and he's still with the Raiders. But when I was there in 2019, dude, Richie Incognito. I mean, he's big, but dude, he's like not wide. He's probably like I mean I, I don't know. You can pull up his measurements, but like I feel like he's like maybe six two. Like compared to like other guys, especially when you had you know like a Colton was, Miller or like Rodney Hudson. Yeah. Like he did not look like the biggest guy on the field, but dude, he is just like tenacious. Six three, three twenty. Okay. So, okay. That's so, pretty huge. <laughs> so but, but yeah, so that's big, but dude, like I don't know where he's keeping his weight because like he was just like a stocky dude, you know. He's not. Is not like when you saw like Trent Williams. Uh, or someone like that, Sorry. where it's just like, dude, that's just freaking a massive guy. Well, look at Joe Thomas now after he retired. Like, oh, he, he dropped, dude. He lost dude, all he's that. looking slim. So it makes me think, like, a lot of these linemen are probably just big dudes to begin with. Yeah. But, like, stay fat or, like, they they're, take... they're forced to, like, be fat. Like, yeah. the, they probably genetically aren't supposed to be fat. But the way they diet and stuff keeps them big and fat so they can... Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go off topic a little bit, but that, that's 100% true. Because one thing I've always thought about is, like, I feel like, and this may never happen, but I feel like, you know how as freshmen and, like, younger players, and even once you get to the NFL, they just built these guys up from, like, average size. Well, look, like, Jack, Jack Snyder. Yeah, I remember his freshman year, he was so small. So they just beef <laughs> these guys up, and not even just with weight, but just with food. But... I've seen guys who go out of the league or like they graduate and they don't play and they keep up those really bad habits and like they just become like just huge like people with not needing to be huge. I see what you mean. Yeah. I've kind of always felt like there should be like a program. Like if you don't expect to be drafted or something, you're like, all right, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to go in the league. I know I'm not going to make it. Maybe some schools should like have a uh, like a weight loss Speak, program. Speaking of slimming down, have you guys seen Troy uh, Kowalski? No, uh-uh. dude, he's slimmed down. He's yoked now. Wow, that's gonna look good for him. Cause I've seen guys here, especially like oh, he was supposed to get drafted too. No, yeah, I thought he was gonna be nice. That dude was like the Undertaker, like hair and like tattoos. <laughs> he had swag though. Yeah, he was cool. He, he was had a funny guy. Swag. He was he added up with those glasses and that long hair. He, he was, was actually dating. Uh, Dating someone that I like, one of my coworkers from the bar was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, uh, I think sh- she was best friends with his girlfriend, or some shit like that. Anyways, anyways, but um, but yeah, so yeah, so those, those are some really good people to look at. You know, I think the Mountain West should have a bounce back because I mean, you have really good schools, even though it's not Power Five, it's not Pac twelve or whatever. Like San Diego State always has a bunch of players, like. Fresno State always has good players. Yeah, I would say like Boise State and San Diego State are like guaranteed to give you a corner or a yeah. safety. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, this was yeah. What did you say? Three, three guys. Yeah, and it was a the corner Avery Williams from Boise State, and then the corner from San Diego State Darren Hall, and then Boise State tight end. I forget his name. Now. <laughs> That's crazy. So you know, hopefully. Uh, Next year, we'll see a lot more Mountain West, and hopefully we'll see... More Spartans. Spartan, you know? By that point, it's going to be three years, three years We're going to have three first-round picks next year. Do you watch? (laughs) Well, we'll see. You know, I definitely think Snyder has a chance, Kate Hall, and then Starkle needs to have a... Yeah, he needs to have another perfect season. He needs to have a great year. But, yeah. Unanimous uh, MVP of the league. (laughs) We're running back and see what happens. But... um, but we'll, we'll wrap things up, you know. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, so don't forget to follow us on social. You pretty much hopefully now know our plugs. If not, they're going to be listed on um, the description. And, of course, uh, when we post this, 
Follow our OnlyFans too. Fifty <laughs> percent discount. Just kidding. Hey, make sure to rate and review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe, whatever. Leave comments. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, we have no idea what it's going to be yet, but we'll uh, we'll get into that. I'm Ivan Gutierrez for Serge and Edgar. I'm Edgar. And I'm Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace out. Later, Late. everyone. Sparty up. Sparty up. Sparty up.